Dell's World number 176 for February 17th, 2011. Deadly Gentleman, and it's called Hello Apocalypse. It's an interesting group because uh, they're an all-acoustic string instrument group that uh, has no guitars. No guitars and no drums, I don't think. So kind of a cool thing. It's kind of a, a fusion of uh, 
almost rap and uh, almost bluegrass, but uh, not quite either one of those. They're kind of hard to describe. <laughs> anyway, I think I've played them uh, on the podcast before, but never that song. Hey, how's everything going? Thanks for uh, tuning in to this edition of Mike Dell's World. Kind of a busy week in my world. Of course, uh, it's all pretty mundane stuff. Uh, since the last time we talked, uh, Kathy and I made our trip down to Novi in the Detroit area. And it was, uh, it was an interesting trip. It was kind of nice. I, I got a little time to, to vegetate in the hotel room while uh, Kathy worked, which is usually the opposite. You know, when we go to Vegas or or uh, some other place, usually I'm the one that's working and she's uh, she's the one that gets to lay around the hotel room or uh, go play or whatever. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, it was an uneventful trip, but uh, interesting, and I'll tell you about it. Uh, but first, got to talk about our sponsor. Why is it, why do I say our sponsor? My sponsor, Leonard Peikoff, and I'm going to have to uh, open up a web page here so that I can uh, make sure that I get this uh, this right. And that's peikoff.com. And I believe it's, no, I got it backwards. It's P-E-I-K-O-F-F, P-E-I-K-O-F-F dot com. And it's Leonard Peikoff and his podcast. He does uh, podcasts about Ayn Rand's objectivism uh, theory or whatever you call it. but anyway, he uh, he does uh, a you know bunch of little short ones where he answers questions using the uh, objectivism philosophy of Ayn Rand, and he also does a, a longer, more or less weekly podcast. But uh, like I said he's uh, he was a friend of of Ayn Rand um, before she died. Uh, he was uh, given the rights to her books. You might have heard of. Uh, what is it? Atlas Shrugged is one of them, and uh, there's several other ones. And plus, he's also uh, written a couple books. But it's it's interesting. He he does, you know, he answers questions using the objectivism uh, philosophy. You know how you would answer the questions, and and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, and he's just Anne Ryan's revolutionary philosophy to. Real world problems. So anyway, give it a try. He's uh, he's been advertising, you know, on and off with with uh, this show and and several others on the Blueberry Network. And uh, he said it's worth a listen. I've subscribed and uh, and I listen to him. Uh, whether you agree or not, uh, you know, that's another question. So give it a listen. See if you do agree or if you don't. And let me know about it. It'd be a good topic of discussion. So anyway, that's uh. Peikoff.com, www.peikoff.com, where you can search for Peikoff in uh, the uh, iTunes directory or in Google, and you'll find it. (coughs) Anyway, let's see, the trip to Detroit in Novi area. We took off Friday morning. Uh, which I got off work eight o'clock and then we were on the road at nine 
uh, drove the new car down there, by the way. Very nice, uh, nice ride. Uh, like I said, I, I had a, I think I told you about it last time, but I, I did a, a moderate upgrade to the old Camry and the old Camry, uh, is now at my uh, niece and nephew, niece and her husband. I guess I could call him nephew. I don't know. Nephew-in-law. Is that right? Anyway, he's uh, using that to get back and forth to school. He lives in Muskegon, or they live in Muskegon, and he uh, goes to school in uh, Owasso, which is near Lansing. So that's, you know, like a 100-mile drive or whatever. That's kind of the commute. He does it two, three times a week depending on which classes he's taking that semester. So that car will get a lot of uh, I-96 time, which uh, is good for it. And, uh, you know, 215,000 miles uh, needed to be replaced. So I had a moderate upgrade. I got Camry Solera, a couple years newer, and with half the miles on it. So just over 100,000 on the Solera. And said so far i like it but we took that down to novi to detroit farmington hills actually was where we stayed and kathy's convention was in novi at the novi convention center or novi exposition center or whatever they called it i don't know but uh she worked that for uh saturday and sunday on friday night and uh we do friday night not a whole lot. I actually, I when we got to the hotel room, I crashed, went to sleep for a few hours. Well, Kathy went to the expo center and set up her booth. Got that all uh, going, and and then uh, I don't know what we did. I don't think we did much. Uh, we went out, went out someplace to eat. I know that much, but uh, other than that. Wasn't I guess it wasn't that memorable. Oh no, we went. We didn't go anywhere to eat. We ate right there at the hotel. There was a little uh, pub there called the Red Lion, part of the uh, Holiday Inn Hotel there in Farmington Hills, and uh, they were pretty good at deep fried stuff that you shouldn't eat. But uh, we did anyway. <laughs> and then uh, uh, let's see, Saturday, you know, Kathy didn't have to be to the Expo Center till noon. So uh, uh, we ha- we actually ordered in room service and uh, had breakfast in the room, and then uh, she went off to do her thing, and uh, I drove up to uh, Fenton, Michigan, which is uh, kind of between Detroit and Flint, or between Novi and Flint, and uh, went to a place called Guns Galore. It's a fairly large firearms dealer, and... That was interesting. Nothing to write home about. They had uh, lots and lots of guns, you know, guns galore. But they also had lots and lots of people, so you really couldn't get up to the counter to to uh, look at anything in the uh, handgun department, uh, you know, just because it was so busy. And then they were doing the paperwork, you know, for people buying stuff right there, and you know, so it was a little, little too crowded for uh, for casual browsing of of handguns, but. The uh, rifle and shotgun section was uh, open enough to where, you know, you can kind of check things out. But like I said, it was just something to do. Then uh, headed back to uh, Farmington Hills, and uh, Kathy got back on Saturday uh, evening and 
let's see, what do we do Saturday evening? Uh, yeah, Saturday evening we uh, went into downtown Detroit. Uh, first, we headed towards the uh, was it MGM Grand? That's right, MGM Grand Detroit Casino. Uh, yeah, Detroit has gambling, and uh, we checked that out. Uh, all I can say it was it was way too crowded. You know, like the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, unless it's a really busy Friday night on some special event weekend, you know, the the place is nearly deserted. At least that's been my impression of the MGM Grand in Vegas. Uh, Not deserted, but definitely not crowded, unless you're, you know, around the Lion Cage or around the uh, Rainforest Cafe or, you know, some of the more popular places, you know, around the casino, but the, the gaming floor is not super busy in Vegas. But I'll tell you what, every single table was packed. Every single slot area was, you know, not quite totally packed, but damn close. You know, and what really sucked was all the tables were set at $15 minimums. And, you know, I'm not going to play blackjack at $15 a hand, you know, out in Vegas, you know, some of the bigger ones, you can't really get less than 10 But usually you can find some $5 blackjack or even some $3 blackjack. You know, if you go downtown or you go to Midstrip, you know, like O'Shea's or, or Imperial Palace or something like that. But, you know, $15 a hand and crowded, eh, no thanks. So we didn't really play any, uh, just sort of. Hung around for a little bit, and then we decided, oh, let's go see what the Greek Town Casino is like. So, Greek Town Casino, uh, it's, it's another big casino. It's not quite as big as the MGM Grand, but uh, it's a pretty big place. But it was even more crowded because we got sucked into the uh, parking deck. Went all the way up, I, I believe it was six or eight floors of the parking deck and couldn't find a parking spot. So then we had to go back down six or eight floors, and by the time we were done with that, we said, oh, to hell with it. And Kathy's friend had recommended a bar up on uh, on 8 Mile. You've heard Eminem talk about 8 Mile and Kid Rock. Uh, well, anyway, there was a bar up there on 8 Mile that... Uh, that was became highly recommended by Kathy's friend there, so uh, we thought, oh, we'll go up there, have something to eat. Uh, they're supposed to be known for their burgers, but being that Detroit has a, a pretty big Greek influence, uh, we, uh, you know, anyway, we went to uh, this burger place, this bur- or, uh, this bar, and Kathy had a burger, and I had a, uh, a gyro, or as I call them, gyros, because that's how they're spelled. <laughs> That's the uh, pita bread, lamb, whatever, whatever, and Greek sandwich, and that was really good. And uh, that that uh, establishment become becomes highly recommended, except for I can't remember the name of it. So anyway, I'm gonna take a, a little break here and uh, play a, a song by another group that I've played here before. Uh, it's uh. Oh, gee. Song of the Lakes. It's kind of that, uh, I don't know what you call it, maritime-themed uh, group. Uh, they're right here from Traverse City. And uh, this one's called Winter Walk. Winter Walk. 
it is kind of appropriate, although uh, we're we're kind of having a meltdown right now. But uh, <laughs> it's it's been winter, and it well it still is. We got lots of snow on the ground, but uh, you know it's supposed to get into the uh, high forties, low fifties today. So uh, a lot of that snow is going to go away. But uh, we could still take a winter walk with the Song of the Lakes. <laughs>
podcast is part of the Blueberry Network. Find other fine podcasts at www.blubrry.com. That's Blueberry with no E's. And thanks, Joanne, for for announcing that. That's my friend Joanne from uh, Adelaide, Australia. Forget which uh, which state in Australia that's in. I guess that's that's terrible, isn't it? But uh, they're on some sort of funky time down there. <laughs> I talked to her and her husband. Uh, I don't know, week and a half ago or two weeks ago on Skype, and <coughs> you know it was. Uh, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night here, and it was like one uh, thirty in the afternoon down there. Something like that. I don't I don't remember the exact uh, time conversion, but they're on a half hour off time zone and uh, like 13 and a half hours ahead or 12 and a half hours ahead. Something like that. But anyway, uh, let's see. We do Sunday. Well, Sunday, same thing, kind of hung out. We actually went out to breakfast Sunday morning. To a Coney Island place, uh, not not for hot dogs, but I guess uh, you know these Greek restaurants down there, you know, do the normal breakfast thing. But uh, to this little Coney Island place that was right uh, near the hotel, and had a really good breakfast, and uh, came back to the hotel, and uh, Kathy got ready to go, and I kind of lounged around, veg, and watched the TV, and uh, read some. Stuff on my Kindle and uh, surfed the uh, internet and didn't uh, didn't really accomplish much, but it was very relaxing. And uh, then I went and picked Kathy up at the uh, convention center at, when she was done. We loaded all the you know stuff for her booth in the in the car, and and on the way back to the hotel, we stopped off at this uh, really good Italian place. That had been re- recommended by the same friend that recommended the bar over on Eight Mile in Detroit. <laughs> or was that Detroit or was that Oak Park? I don't know. There's so many areas of Detroit. I, I you know, the whole the whole southwest corner of the state of Michigan's Detroit, as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, I went to this Italian place. Oh, it was really good, and their salad was to die for. Uh, the salad dressing, anyway. Uh, and uh, I forget what I had. Some sort of uh, garlicky uh, spaghetti or linguine dish with uh, mussels and shrimp. And Kathy had the veal parmesan, or no, chicken parmesan, not veal. And uh, yeah, it was really good. And then, uh, hey, uh, it's uh, Monday morning. Uh, we you know spent one more night in the hotel. And on Monday morning, uh, Valentine's Day, well, let me backtrack. You've heard of uh, Pawn Stars on uh, on the History Channel. That's that Vegas pawn shop. And Kathy and I actually went there in, in uh, October when we were in Vegas, uh, along with the rest of the Raw Voice team, uh, or most of the rest of the Raw Voice team anyway. Uh, we all took the uh, rental van and uh, went to the... Uh, Pawn Stars Pawn Shop, which is actually called Golden Silver Pawn. It's right on Las Vegas Boulevard uh, between the Stratosphere and uh, and downtown. And uh, anyway, I went there. But on Sunday morning, not Sunday, Monday morning. Well, I was going to backtrack and tell you about this other show. There's another show on the True TV network, the old Court TV, uh, TRU 
Network. And it's called uh, Hardcore Pawn. And it's, uh, a, you know, very similar to the uh, Pawn Stars show on history, only it's set in Detroit in a rather bad neighborhood of Detroit. Uh, I guess it'd be on the, I want to say the north side of Detroit, but I am not actually sure. It's it's right off of 8 Mile and, uh, what is it, Greenfield. Greenfield and 8 Mile on the corner is uh, the, uh, it's a shop called uh, American Jewelry and Loan. And it's run by a guy named Les, the owner, and uh, his son and daughter. And it's uh, quite a bigger place than the gold and silver shop there in Vegas. And they don't deal in as much high-end stuff as uh, as you see on the History Channel. But it's a cool show if you get if you get the True TV network or Court TV, uh, look them up there. You know, put it on your DVR. It's definitely an interesting show. But anyway, being Valentine's Day and being that it was a jewelry shop, I thought, well, geez, what a better way to to uh, get a Valentine's gift. You know, Kathy and I are fans of the show, so we went uh, over to the uh, the shop. And like I said, it's in not the greatest part of Detroit. It wasn't bad, you know. It's not the greatest part of Detroit. And and definitely this pawn shop uh, deals with a, a lower-end clientele than than uh, the one in Vegas. And, you know, it was interesting, but Kathy found a, a little silver ring that, that she wanted, and, you know, the sterling silver was on sale and uh, and all that good stuff, which just makes her happy as hell. And when we went to check out, uh, the owner of the shop, you know, the star of the TV show, checked us out. Cool dude. Uh, I think his name is Les. I, I'm not positive because I, you know, I watch the show, but I don't pay that much attention. But like I said, if you ever get a chance, uh, we went there. What's funny is we've been to a lot of places that, that were based on reality shows or that reality shows are based on. Uh, remember uh, American Casino uh, from, gosh, that that probably five, six years ago, that was based, I'm not sure if that was the show that was based at Green Valley Ranch or if that was the one at the Golden Nugget. But there was another, you know, there was one called American Casino, and I don't remember what the other one was called, but uh, one of them was at the, the uh, Golden Nugget and one was at, Green Valley Ranch in Henderson, Nevada. It's just outside of Vegas. If you uh, take a left out of the airport, you end up in Henderson. If you take a right, you end up on the Strip. But anyway, uh, we've been to Green Valley Ranch while that show was being filmed. Uh, we've been to the Golden Nugget while that show was being filmed. We've been to the Pawn Stars shop. You know, and that show's being filmed. Not, I mean, not, not that the cameras were there at the time we were there, but I mean, it was in production at the time we were there. And then this uh, hardcore pawn, we've been there. So I don't know. I guess we're chasing reality shows. Well, and, and you can count the Mackinac Bridge too as one of those because uh, Mike Rowe and Dirty Jobs uh, was. 
on the Mackinac Bridge, and uh, we go over the Mackinac Bridge every now and again. So <laughs> anyway, I got one more song just because I want to play it. Uh, not that it's uh, not, not that uh, it has anything to do with what I'm talking about, but uh, this is uh, my friend Todd Taylor and his version of Freebird. He's the uh, banjo man, Todd Taylor. Should have rewound that, I guess.
course, that was uh, Todd Taylor, the banjo man. You can find him uh, at com, I believe. Let me make sure. Yeah, it's com. Todd's currently the Guinness World Records fastest banjo player. And uh, well, I guess he now is endorsing Gibson banjos. Uh, he used to uh, endorse Recording King banjos, but eh, whatever. <laughs> banjo's a banjo's a banjo. Uh, you know, that's that's the whole thing about the banjo is, uh, you know, tie some uh, strings to a gourd with a 2 by 4 on it, and uh, as long as you can get the strings tight enough, it's a banjo. But uh, anyway... So anyway, we we completed our trip from Detroit uh, back home on Monday, and uh, of course I went back Monday night, and to my uh, AKA day job, which is actually a night job. But uh, anyway, and hey, uh, hopefully the audio on this sounds all right. I found out two things about my audio setup here that I'm I am uh, going to be rapidly uh, addressing. Now, one is the uh, USB interface that I've been using, uh, the old Griffin iMic, uh, seems to be prone to extra noise. And so I'm now recording into a external digital recorder. I'm not uh, recording into the computer. I'm recording into my Sony recorder. And that'll take care of that uh, noise issue, hopefully. And... The other thing is that uh, my Behringer uh, Zenix uh, UB802 Eurorack mixer has started to die. I'm still using it right now, but uh, it uh, has slowly lost certain things. <laughs> the FX bus died and uh, the last uh, What's Up With That podcast with Jim Farley uh, had to be post-edited instead of uh, live to the hard drive or live to the uh, flash memory, as the case may be, because he couldn't uh, hear any of the music that I was playing or any of the sound effects or anything else. And, you know, through the uh, mix-minus setup, I know I'm doing some, some podcasting navel-gazing, but uh, anyway... Uh, so, I got a new mixer coming. Uh, this is coming by Farley Express. Uh, Jim actually is going uh, to be here in town next weekend. Hopefully, uh, maybe on Saturday or maybe even Friday, I'll have him here in the studio and we'll uh, record a live uh, What's Up With That with both of us in the same studio. That uh, that would be different, wouldn't it? But he's bringing me a, a, a a uh, 16-channel uh, mixer board that uh, he assures me is way bigger than I need. I guess it's supposed to be 30 inches wide, so I'm going to have to find some desk space for it. But uh, anyway, he's bringing that up with him when he uh, comes north in a couple of weeks. I guess he's going to New York this weekend, and then uh, the weekend after he'll uh, he'll be up here. That'll be good, and uh, hopefully that'll solve the uh, the rest of my audio problem. So, so hopefully I I did all right with this uh, digital recorder this week, and and uh, we'll get it nailed down, and uh, and I'll quit talking about it uh, as soon as I do. 
<laughs> so anyway, I don't have any more music that I want to play right now, and uh, I don't have any idea how long I've been talking. That's a, that's another disadvantage of recording into this particular recorder. It doesn't have a good uh, counter of time, and I also don't have a uh, a level meter, so kind of winging it. I'm looking at the level meter on the uh, on the uh, Behringer Autocom Pro XL uh, compressor limiter gate wonder machine, but uh, you know it only gets so close. So I'm gonna have to do a little uh, post edit. Let me know how you how you think the uh, audio sounds. Uh, and generally, it sounds better on speakers than it does. Uh, yeah, I know it's the last few episodes sounded better on speakers than they do on the headphones for some reason there's some sort of crackle uh on the peaks you know when i'm listening on headphones but i don't hear it when i'm listening on speakers so yeah could be all right <laughs> anyway we're gonna call this a podcast and we'll uh, catch you later hey uh if you want to do me a favor and support the show and you have a need for uh a, a web host, uh, do me a favor and uh, go over to MikeDell.com. That's MikeDell.com. And look for the Bluehost banner. Uh, it'll be right below the uh, Leonard Peikoff banner on the right sidebar. And, you know, like I said, if it's something that you need, you get unlimited space, unlimited transfer, uh, you can have up to 2,500 email addresses. Who the hell would want that many email addresses? And, you know, it's got all the other cool stuff. It's a it's a cPanel, shared hosting, and, uh, you know, they're, they're as good as everybody else. But uh, if you really want to support the podcast, uh, go over there and click that uh, banner link there and sign up for that. If you want to uh, download a free Audible audiobook, it's also a a banner for that, and there's eFax. If you ever needed a uh, fax machine and don't really want the machine, eFax is the way to do it. And uh, there's a banner there. So, anyway, enough uh, plugging advertisers, but if you want to support the show, that would be a really cool way to do it. And of course, don't forget to visit our paid sponsor, Leonard Peikoff. Get the answer to life's most profound questions over at P-E-I-K-O-F-F dot com. So, anyway, I'm out of here. Catch you later. <laughs>